Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Appreciate y'all coming back for another episode of Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast. This is Eugene. I'm one of the hosts of the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Fantasy Genes. That's G E N E S. You can follow our official Twitter handle, Off the Line FF. And as always, I'm joined with my other host of the show, Ike, and you can follow him at just underscore Ike09, man. How you feeling today on this, talking about week six? How you feeling? Episode 45, episode 45, uh, getting getting rolling, getting rocking and rolling. Uh, but, you know, I'm feeling okay. I'm, uh, I got my leg, got my leg uh, oh, yeah. elevated. So those of you who don't know, I tore my Achilles on man. Wednesday night. So I wouldn't be Destination Devi if I did not tear my Achilles. So shout out to Ray GQ. <laughs> yeah. He's currently recovering as well. Uh, appreciate, th- appreciate all the helpful tips. I will be sure to implement some of those in my recovery. And my uh, operation is tomorrow morning. So, uh, yeah, I'm just got to get ready for that. But outside of that, I'm, I'm, pr- I'm, I'm hanging in there as best I can. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm excited to talk, talk some more ball, uh, you know, just t- kind of recap week five and and see what's on the docket for week six. Yeah, man. Hopefully you get the uh, the James Robinson recovery, not the uh, the Cam Akers. We want you to, to be able to, to look usable right away, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even though even though Akers came back a lot a lot quicker, but hey, he, he was sure not, did. But sure, but he he wasn't usable. So good. So touche, touche. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick before we get into the the quick news and reactions of the previous week. Uh, just recapping prize picks, uh, we did pretty well. I know I, I went undefeated. I went two and zero. Dallas Goddard and Chubb they smashed with their uh, prize pick lines. Basically, right at right before halftime or at the beginning of the third quarter. And then I know Ike, you went, you split. You had you had the Elijah Moore that didn't hit because you know Zach Wilson got to spray the ball to everybody. Everybody got to get get love on in that offense when he's when he's uh, quarterback. Yeah, and no, and no wide receiver had more than four targets, so that was very, very disappointing. And yeah, that Jets, that Jets passing game, I, uh, I think that's an avoid for now until we see some sort of consistency out of all the all the other pass catchers. Um, Brees Hall's nice though. Brees yeah. Hall's really nice. Uh, he's destroying, uh, destroying fantasy right now. Every single week, his snap shares go up, and. Every single week, he continues to produce like a top 15 running back. I believe every single week he's been a top 15 running back. I remember seeing a tweet, something along those lines, but he's been in the top 15 every single week. And, you know, this last, the last two weeks, you know, specifically 
RB8, uh, 60% rush share, you know, coming off of a 60, 60% rush share, which is the highest of the season. He's getting all the long down the distance, all the short, all the short distance. Uh, you know, fifty-six of the fifty-six percent of the uh, you know the, the RB routes ran, and a hundred percent of the snaps inside the five. So he's turning into a every week RB one before mm-hmm. our very eyes. The breakout was here. I know, me personally, I tried to trade for him in almost every other league that I ha- did not have him in last week, uh-huh. and owners didn't budge. I saw a few <laughs> owners that did not have him even in their starting lineups, which was really me. yeah. But I was able to have I was able to get one owner to bite, and I did trade him. I did trade for him straight up for James Robinson, but the trade didn't go through. Uh, it's going to go through tomorrow morning because uh, oh. it didn't go through before kickoff. But hey, the, hey. I know that guy has a lot of buyers. <laughs> 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 so I'm, I'm, and there's no, and there, there ain't shit he can do about it. So, Hell no. <laughs> so that that team that team is three and two, and I already have Christian McCaffrey on that squad. Ooh. Christian McCaffrey, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, AJ Brown. So that team Jesus. is loaded. that team is ready to rock. Ready yeah, to rock man. Well, man. That so salute to that win, man. To, yeah. to get that in before before he he saw the the hundred yard passing game and the the almost hundred on the ground. Yep. Sheesh. I know he's like. I bet you he's smashing the cancel button every ten minutes. He opens that app. <laughs> yeah, and he can't. You know the funny thing is about the Brees Hall's day is that it could have been a lot bigger because he got tackled at the one yard line twice, twice, and then and then and then, and then the ensuing play, him and Michael Carter in the backfield together, they faked a, a, a flare pass to Brees Hall and handed it to Michael Carter for the yes, touch. it they was ran- so so triggering. Oh my so gosh! And he I needed had like a forty I, burger. Either, I needed one of those. I needed one of those in our home league because I didn't start Geno. And I and I lost because I start David Carr and I could have had e- either one of those. I you didn't have to give me both. I wasn't gonna be greedy. Just yeah. give me one of those touchdowns, man. Yeah, that's all it took. And they ran the same play both times, and the they just didn't stop exact it. Play. Same exact play. You know, even though he still got in the end zone, still got his touchdown, but he could have had three. Yeah. He could have had three, and he could have had a, a mega breakout. And basically, uh, if 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 there's a chance to go buy him this week, buy high. Buy high, give up whatever you need to give up to acquire him because he's going to smash the rest of the season. So, yeah, and that, this is my this is my call to all fantasy managers that don't have Brees Hall on their roster: go get him, no, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Yeah, I definitely co-sign with that. You know, let's, I mean, a lot of these these young running backs are you know kind of making a name for themselves. Um, so far early in this season, uh, I mean, we've seen Kenneth Walker. He's got the job now. We just saw what he did once Penny got hurt. He broke a big-ass run. 69 um, yards to the crib. Yeah. You saw Brian Robinson. He came back this week, immediately got touches, and it looks like Anto- Antonio Gibson is, is dead in the water. It looks like it's it's over. You got Ron Re- yeah, you got Ron Rivera talking about, oh, now we can use him at kick returns, bro. What? Oh, my God. What? Don't even get me started on on on, oh on that. God. Don't oh even God. get me started on that. Like, that's, you know, Brian Robinson, you know, he it, 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 it's an amazing story, him seeing him come back. Uh, but when he came back, he you know, that, that running game wasn't really effective. Only nine carries, 22 yards. Um, so the, <sighs> he left a lot to be desired on the field. But, you know, Ramondre Stevenson, on the other hand, for the Patriots – he did not. He did not leave any meat on the bone nope. uh, because he, when you know he got his opportunity to play a, a lot more snaps when Damian Harris went out with his hamstring injury, a ninety percent ninety percent snap share um, in his absence. 
and 25 carries, 161 yards. So he's absolutely smashed. And, you know, he's, you know, he's going to have a, a pretty favorable schedule over the next four weeks until they're by, uh, you know, the next four games. They play the, the Browns, you know, that they give up the third most fantasy points uh, to running backs. The Bears, they give up the ninth most. The Jets, the Jets and the uh, uh, the Jets and the Colts, fifteenth and sixteenth respectively. So, uh, pretty favorable schedule for for Ramondre Stevenson. He's he's teed up to be an RB one. So, if you guys you know drafted him in the you know the seventh eighth round like he did, and you know kudos to you guys for being patient and not bailing on him. He's about to pay off pay pay off in a big way. Pay off in a big way. Yeah, man. Um, before we get to talking to. And uh, some of the other reactions, we got to talk about the Matt Rule firing. Yep. They were already spe- that stuff was already speculated before they even finished that game on Sunday. And then sure enough, Monday morning, he got the boot. But <laughs> he probably got fired on the tarmac. Honestly, yeah, he, at least he didn't get the treatment that uh, Herm Edwards did, where the president and the AD met him on the field after a, a game they weren't supposed to lose. And yeah. It looked like they fired him in the in the in the end zone. They fired it, him in the end zone. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> That that was that was trash, man. I was so I was yeah. I was anger anger triggered by that. That was that yeah. was not right. That was yeah, not right. Ruthless. But Very back well. to Matt Rule. It was about time. He didn't know what he was doing. He kept he wanted to be he wanted the offensive coordinators to be scapegoats. Nope, is you, my friend. You just you you're not it. Just go back to college. But I mean, as you can see, that he's getting a lot of money. The um, you know, the the kind of just sit around forty I mil. Almost nine hundred thousand a week. Yeah, for the, for the next what forty eight for for a while. Forty eight so, months, so four years. Yep. Yeah, it's a it's a you know that's a great deal. You know, I wouldn't <laughs> mind getting getting fired and doing nothing, being bad at my being bad at my job. So yeah, um, hopefully I don't know who's gonna be. Have you seen who's gonna be running the who's gonna be the interim? Um, is it gonna be get? Is it gonna uh, be the office coordinator? Do it we might know? be McAdoo. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Regardless of the fact, hopefully we see this offense do something, man. I yeah. know a lot of people that have DJ Moore are just hoping for anything, anything, man. The only bright spot has literally been CMC. Um, and hopefully they don't slam him up the A gap. He's not an A gap type of runner, my guy. So yeah. but hey, look, I mean, for for all for all for all the, the Carolina Panthers offenses, you know, offensive uh, you know, misfortune. I mean, Christian McCaffrey seems like he's the locked and loaded RB one that we drafted him to be. Uh, in 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 uh, late late August early September, it seems like Baker Mayfield is as bad as he is. He's throwing a lot of passes to Christian McCaffrey, like we like we needed like like we needed him to. Yep. So that there's he's the obviously the lone bright spot in that offense. But again, to your point, let's hope that they open this offense a little bit more and give some more opportunities to to DJ and you know see if they can they scheme him some uh, scheme him some uh, some good looks put him in space and things of that nature and, and and hopefully we'll see a change. Um I do I do remember, you know, if if it is if it is McAdoo, I mean just if you look back to 2014 and 2015 and 2016, he did have a guy by the name of Odell Beckham as the number one receiver. And for you know for whatever reason he was able to do some things with him, scheme him yep. open, and he was off to a Hall of Fame trajectory. And so yep. if if we can get DJ Moore some some of those similar looks and to, you know to see what happens. Um, maybe PJ Walker can in, in, inject some life into this offense. I know that's asking a lot. But <laughs> we've seen Baker Mayfield play for six for five weeks, yeah, and it hasn't been pretty. So can can it can it get any worse? I I would like to I would like to believe it can't, 
but that's just me being in a you know an internal in a eternal optimist yeah. so to speak yeah <laughs> uh, man but um uh, but an- but another thing we we need to kind of shed some light on um the Packers game in London the Packers game versus the Giants in London like that was that was a collapse and i think the biggest reason why they collapsed was they just stopped running the ball Aaron yeah. Rodgers threw the ball 39 times and AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones combined for 19 uh carries and you know just kind of staying on staying on AJ Dillon for a little bit uh it does it does not look like he's paying off that sixth round sixth round ADP very much at all you know no, you know another 34 scoreless yards only six carries played a season low snaps uh snap percentage at 31 percent and his target share he's not even being used in the passing game you know it went from you know 17 percent target share to 12 to nine to six and then obviously this game in london zero so what you know there's there's a lot to you know to look at in that packers packers backfield and that packers offense in general um what, what are your what are your thoughts on this on this green bay offense uh, it was very weird. I mean, they controlled basically the whole first half. You're, I know you, you really don't really trust your pass, your pass catchers like that. You got two really good running backs. I just don't, I just didn't understand why they stopped running the ball. Um, they get some, it wasn't like they weren't being, I thought they were moving the ball okay, at least on running the ball. So I was that you at least keep going, do it in the second half. You know, just I don't know. The offense just it just looked off. I just don't just didn't understand why they kept running the ball. Um, but like you were saying, Dylan, he doesn't really like right now. He has any standalone value. Uh, it'd be remiss if I didn't say you probably shouldn't start him until they start. You know, go back to what they were doing a couple of weeks ago, where they were making sure that these guys got at least 15, 16 touches each. And on top of that, like you said, the target share has gone down each week. Like he's not getting any looks on top of that. So. Uh, for somebody that nobody wants to tackle when he gets an open field. So I don't know, man. Um, even, I mean, even uh, a, uh, Green was, you know, struggling to, you know, see passing targets the last two weeks. So just go back to what worked the first, <laughs> the, the first couple of weeks of the season. I mean, it's not hard. Like, I just don't get it. Like, yeah, yeah. get get these, these guys teams, the ball. These teams like to deviate from things that work. And they they make excuses as to why they didn't go back to it because of a, a, a defense that gave them a certain look, and they took no. Like you can do, you 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 can do you can do that. Like you have two talented running backs, you have a running game, you have a good offensive line, you can run the ball, right? You can run the ball. And so speaking of talent, we're not getting the most out of uh, the Bengals' offense. What do we make of them? You know, Joe Burrow's. You know, he has a a very low yards per attempt. He's struggling with the cover two shell. Uh, you know, defense. What what is happening with the Bengals offense? Because they they just can't score points. Those explosive plays that we that we knew that we that we come to know and love from last year aren't there. Now we did we did we did kind of speculate that there would be some regression uh, from you know year over year because all that efficiency that they had was just we felt like it was unsustainable. But they just kept week after week churning out big play after big play. But now I mean we're seeing we're seeing them kind of come back down to earth. So what do you what do you make of this Bengals offense? Um. You would you would want to blame the you want to you would you would think that the offensive line was better than last year. I think it's a little bit better than last year, but I think the main thing is that they're just defenses are just like, hey, you're not beating us deep. You, you're just gonna have to throw short. Um, I mean, look at Chase's numbers. Everybody's debating is now going to this debate about Higgins versus Chase. I mean, 
They were debating that last year, kind of. Yeah, they were. They were, and the numbers are close. So, uh, the biggest thing for Chase, he's not getting, he's not getting those deep passes. He's not scoring those long touchdowns like he was last year. His A dot from from last year to this year went from twelve to eight point seven. So, teams are are being very wary about, especially him in terms of you know getting beat deep. He's still seeing uh, elite target share at twenty eight percent. He's fifth in the league in targets. He's second in the league in ele- with 11 red zone targets for wide receivers. He's third in routes ran in the league. So it's not like it's not like he's not he, he's he's getting a, you know, a, a less amount of work that should be, you know, distributed to your, your wide receiver one or two, wherever, however you want to slice it up for that team. It's just uh, I think I think Burrow's taking a lot of sacks as usual. Um, the A dots lower the the you no. Know, even Burrow coming out and saying, oh, yeah, it's kind of tough to try to figure out what defenses are doing to us. It's different. I'm like, bro, um, you and your <laughs> – this is not what you're supposed to say. You just – you need to figure it out. I don't know what Zach Taylor and, and them are doing in terms of Zach, like, Zach adjusting. Taylor's Zach Taylor's yeah. bad at his job. Um, yeah, yeah, they're not adjusting. Yeah, like in a couple of weeks, we're going to have to have a comment, an honest conversation about Zach Taylor because I, I for me, I, I feel like – before this, before last year's Super Bowl run, he was six and twenty-five as a coach, and yeah. he was on the verge of being fired. And so, and we're seeing a lot of those struggling tendencies um, that we saw in that, in that six and twenty-five stretch uh, this year, a rear, kind of rear its ugly head. So, uh, a couple of weeks from now, we're going to have to have that conversation. And you know, he's, you know, the, you know, there, there's a lot, there's a lot of different boneheaded decisions that we can pinpoint. Uh, from from Zach Taylor, but that's that's a, that's another part of it. It's just Zach Taylor being you know making boneheaded decisions and Joe Burrow struggling and Jamar Chase not getting open, um, and then Joe Mixon kind of underperforming relative to his usage. He's getting a lot of usage, which is what we love to see, right? He leads with 116 touches. He has 19 19 you know red zone touches, which is tied for first, but only one touchdown. It's only only one touchdown. So you know, on one hand, we want to say that positive regression is coming. But then on the other, you know, he's his in terms of his rushing yards over expected, he's at minus one point four seven, which is thirtieth out of thirty one qualifying running backs that have that had at least fifty rushes. So what 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 side of the, what side of the ledger can we be on? We don't know. We just have to could see them play out of this funk. Um, but um, just kind of switching gears to an offense that's not playing in a funk, to an offense that is playing lights out the Buffalo Bills offense and that'll get us to our fantasy MVP of the week Josh Allen Josh Allen absolutely carved up and destroyed the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday uh, to the tune of 424 passing yards and four touchdowns and added another 40 yards passing or 40 yards rushing and you know he got he got the scoring kicked off with a 98 yard bomb to Gabriel Davis Uh, one of my fantasy teams enjoyed that stack very very much had a fifty-two, had a fifty-point game from Josh Allen, plus a forty-point game from uh, Gabriel Davis. <laughs> so, needless to say, I beat my opponent by 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 hundred points. But that's neither here nor there, right? Neither here nor there. But yeah, Josh Allen, uh, fantasy MVP of the week. Yeah, and uh, you know the LVP of the week. We're gonna go to the Rams offense, man. Um, <laughs> they just they look like butt cheeks, man. They were o- not outside of outside of Cooper Cup. Yeah, outside out. of Cooper, Cooper Cup, still awesome. You're still yeah, awesome. Yeah, outside of Cooper Cup slant that he took seventy five yards because Diggs played a, an aggressive 
he was very aggressive uh, to a slant route in zero coverage. Outside of that, it was it was a it was a it was more of a crossing route, and he just kind of yeah. cut it. But it was a great throw, though. He had to lead. He like yeah, he caught it one handed. On top of that, yeah, one handed. So, yeah. Outside of that, that offense did nothing. Uh, we did see Safford. He threw over three hundred yards. Cool, but the offense didn't really do anything. It was Cup or Higgins and uh, Cup and Higby, and that was it. So, and even that, it was. I mean, he just caught the ball and he got tackled where he got where he caught it. So, um, overall, I mean, outside of Hick, again, outside of Higby and and Cup, you cannot start anybody in this offense. A. Rob is pretty much dead. He's like been negative for you in your lineups because he, he's not returning the value of what you drafted him at. Uh, Stafford's been super garbage. Uh, a. Rob should be rostered. To be yeah, honest. he shouldn't be rostered at this point. Acres is pretty much almost droppable at this point. They they tried to force feed him. They tried to get him going early in the game. That did not work. He finished with thirteen for thirty three, and then and Henderson. I mean, they just used him in 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 passing down situations, which is really weird because he's looked like the better back all year, and yet they won't they won't use him as such. So no no carries no carries yep. no carries just four catches for thirty yards. That's it. So. Yep. LVP, Rams offense, Sean McVay, Stafford, fucking figure it out, man. (laughs) (laughs) Figure it out. I concur. (laughs) All right. On to cap or no cap. All right. So for the people that are listening and might not know what cap means, basically it's another word for saying lying. So if I ask Ike, hey, the the Rams beat the, the Cowboys this past week, Ike would say. Boy, that's cap. (laughs) all right so now that y'all understand what cap is let's get to it first statement for you like jk dobbins i can trust him in my starting lineup even when gus edwards returns within the next two weeks since he's been activated from from uh, ir i'm gonna say that's cap i'm gonna say that's cap because i you know jk dobbins had eight carries and 44 yards his last game and it was such a weird game script You, you saw a lot of Kenyon drake Mm-hmm. Um, and and the Ravens weren't really that that that's the game script that you know you would like to see J.K. Dobbins be be in a lot more, um, you know, for the Ravens to be you know be, to be ahead and J.K. Dobbins wasn't even in there only eight carries and then you just add another running back to this rotation because that's what they do they don't really give one running back all of the carries or most of the carries they usually deploy a 40 40 20 split right you know 40 for one back 40 for another and then 20 for the for a, a passing a, you know quote unquote passing downs back that doesn't really get any passing down work so i would not trust jk dobbins i mean even though he had that really really good game a couple of weeks ago against the bills over 20 fantasy points i just i don't know man i i don't i mean you can you can probably start him this week maybe next week but when gus edwards comes back man i, I i'm I'm not saying that Gus Edwards is going to overtake him. It's just it's just another body to add in that rotation that'll just take away from um, any more opportunities that J.K. Dobbins was getting. And as we've seen, or as we saw on this last this past Sunday, didn't seem like that many opportunities. So yeah, that's yeah, cap. yeah. I, I concur, man. It was weird seeing him just get eight touches, didn't get any passing down work at all. I don't know, man. Just. Again, this is one of those cases where you have a, a running back recovering from ACL injury. You always want to wait to that second year before you see him back to regular. And hopefully you didn't spend great draft capital and you have to depend on them, honestly. So hopefully you could you just wait for the bad matchups and play them. And if there's good ones, then you got a decision to make, honestly. 
Next one, DJ Moore is a buy candidate. Cap or no cap? Uh as a as as a DJ Moore guy, as a DJ Moore as one of the presidents or co-founders of the DJ Moore fan club, I'm gonna have to say this is cap as well. I I, I can't buy anyone else from that Panthers offense until I see any until I see how they're gonna be deployed, right? I mean, are they gonna are they gonna start opening shit up? Are they gonna run more Christian McCaffrey between the tackles? Like what are they gonna do? Are they gonna even are they gonna be even more conservative? There's a lot of questions that need to be answered. And right now I just can't trust anybody from Carolina. Uh DJ Moore is is just not off to to a to a hot start at all. Um there there may be some some light at the end of the tunnel, like I mentioned earlier, with with the with the firing of Matt Rule and maybe a, a you know a potential quarterback change. But right now, man, I can't I can't trust anybody else outside of Christian McCaffrey in that offense. So that's yeah. Cal. Yeah, I had to also concur with that, man. It just it's it's sad to see, man. I thought this was gonna finally be the year where he breaks the, you know, the uh the four touchdown mark and he might not even depending on who they end up line up at quarterback, he might not even get to two, man. It's just it's sad to see. <laughs> yeah. Who, who All right. yeah, I know. Sad last one for us. Taysom Hill. We just saw what he did this past week with four touchdowns, three running, one passing. He can be relied upon in your tight end air uh, spots in your in your lineup leagues this week. You know, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no cap. Gonna say no cap because here's the reason why. As we've come to know, tight end is a dumpster fire every single year, right? You you I mean we we had we had streamers like you know Gerald Everett shit the bed this past week. Um, you know, one catch for two yards, which is pathetic. And you'll be subjected to a lot of those types of games from from tight end streamers, right? So with Taysom Hill, the way they use him in New Orleans, I mean, they use him, they use him out of the backfield. They use him in the red zone. They use him in the goal line. Um, they may have him throw a pass or two. That, I mean, if you have that kind of upside at your tight end slot, you can do a lot worse. You can do a lot worse. Pretty, I mean, he's a pretty reliable um, guy in best ball because of the because of the spike week potential, right? I mean, it it you, you can absorb you can absorb the variance there, but this especially this week, I mean, I, I feel like he's he's very very usable. He's very usable. So um, the upside that he carries, I, I would be inclined to say no cap on that one. I think he's very very usable. So what do you think? Uh yeah, same thing. I mean, I think this is no cap. I mean, wh- what else do you have to lose at this point? There, after like tight end three, after you get past like Goddard, Kelsey, Andrews, what else is there that you can depend on? There's literally nobody, nobody, bro. So and Higby, let me take that back. And Higby, and Higby, because Higby, he's been getting all those dump off yeah. targets from that shitty ass or Rams offense. Yeah. So yeah, he he leads the league in targets from tight end position. So <laughs> outside of that. There's literally no one else. It's literally like you just put your hand in a hat, pull something out. Hopefully they do something. Hopefully they, they're breathing. So, yeah. hey, I'll start him too, man. Fuck it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I got him. Hey, look, he's he's on waivers in a couple of leagues that I'm in. I might yeah. spend a little spend a little change yeah. To, to, yeah. to snag him. To yeah. snag him. I mean, we're, just, we're, not, we're, not, we're not chasing the 38-point game. We're just chasing the potential usage and the potential upside that he carries – in that tight at, at your tight end um, tight end slot because you know as again dumpster fire of a position, but if you have like a 
basically a quote unquote Swiss Army knife like Taysom Hill to put in that position. Hey, I mean, anything can happen. Anything can happen. So I'm, I, I would definitely fire him up if if I didn't have one of the aforementioned Kelsey Andrews or Kelsey Andrews Goddard or um, uh, Higby. So, yeah. All right. So our next segment, uh, we're going to highlight a couple of matchups to attack. So talk to me nice. Uh, the first matchup we're going to highlight is the Bucks passing game versus the Steelers defense. And we've seen the Steelers defense kind of give up the cheeks. They give up the most fantasy points per game, reception, you know, reception yards, slot reception yards to wide receivers per game. And they give up the fifth most points to quarterbacks. So Brady is starting to dial up those pass attempts again. Those weapons are getting healthy. Uh, you know, Godwin, Evans, uh, Julio didn't play, but I think he'll play. I think this this upcoming week, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna fire it up, and they're going they're going to put some points on the board against the Steelers. Quick thoughts? Uh, no, I concur. I mean, Brady, he's up the third third in uh, passing attempts in the league, so it looks like they just want to throw the ball. You know, you know, Brady likes to play with his his toys, so uh, I just expect him to throw the ball a lot in often so you can start him you can start godwin you can start evans you can start fournette you know just everybody with with confidence yeah absolutely that's that was that's a relatively simple one um another simple one is uh the zach Ertz versus the seattle defense uh the seattle defense we've seen them get torched they give up the most fantasy points per game to tight ends at 20 at, at about 25 and they give up the most fantasy points to tight ends lined up in line. So they get off all line of scrimmage and they still do work. It doesn't matter if they, if it, it doesn't matter if they're in the slot, it doesn't matter if they're in line, it doesn't matter where they, where they line up. If you're a tight end, you're going to get, you're, you're going to get some, uh, get, get some work in and get that Seattle second, that Seattle defense, those linebackers and those safeties. And they, you know, Seattle, they're probably the worst defense in the league. Uh, if, if, if really outside of it. Detroit, outside of Detroit, Seattle and Detroit, and they just played two weeks ago, and yep, you know they scored ninety three points <laughs> between the two of them. So, <laughs> go figure, right? So yeah, uh, Zach Ertz for the Seattle defense. And on the other side, I mean the Air, the, the Cardinals. They, I mean the, the the Seahawks. They have a pretty good matchup on, in, in their own right. Um, you know Arizona's defense isn't that good either. But although they did play well against the uh, yeah against the, against the Eagles this past week, so we'll give them credit. We'll give them a little credit there. But you know, by and large. For, for how they've played the majority of the season. They have not been that good. So, you know, Geno Smith and those wide receivers have been playing lights out so far this year, and uh, I think this is another opportunity for for another air show. Yeah, I definitely concur. I expect a lot of points in this game. This might be the first, AF, uh, you know, how they were hyping up the NFC West matchups and the a- AFC West matchups to be all over uh, 50 points. Maybe this might be the first one that actually does it. Well, second one, because we just saw the – we just saw KC in, in Vegas go over over that 50-point mark. So hopefully we see a lot of points here. I expect Ertz to be peppered since he's the second favorite target in that offense um, in Arizona. So, all right, let's get to the Thursday night game preview. We oh, yeah. got uh, – this should be quick. <laughs> this should be very quick. We got, we, got the, we got the lowly Bears versus the lowly Commanders. Uh, Vegas got this total around 37.5 to 38. So – Jeez, they don't expect nothing to happen here. Uh, basically, a couple touchdowns and field goals from each side, basically. So, and to have Chicago favored by one, somebody has to be favored, I guess. So, um, they're they're favored by one point. I don't really have anything interesting to say. There's really no, there's no really no no uh, 
no fantasy players of, of I mean, you can start Samuel, probably start McLaurin because you drafted him high. Uh, you're probably starting uh, David Montgomery. And outside of that, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> you're not touching any. I don't want anything to do with the, the Washington running backs. I don't want any do anything to do with either tight ends on each team. Uh, Chicago's giving up 124 brush yards per game, which is fifth most. But do you do you expect Washington to be able to run the ball against them? And if they are, which running back is going to do it? So no need to play that game. So um, no, maybe Fields if you get if you're really 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 desperate. Because the commanders give it the most, the fifth most pass yards and fantasy points per game. So I don't really have nothing else to say about this one. I don't even want to watch it, honestly. So the, the only any- thing, the, the only thing I'm interested in, in in this game, a couple things. Well, number one, Justin Fields, uh, I would take his prize pick prop at one, uh, 165 and a half passing yards. I would definitely take the over. Okay. Uh, you know, the last two weeks, 174 yards and 208 yards. He's hit those. He's hit his over in the last two games, and they're starting to dial up more pass attempts. Yep. And setting it 165 versus a, a defense that's been bad at stopping opposing quarterbacks. I think Justin Fields and that offense—they're going to start, um, you know, you know, airing it out. And I would actually kind of lean towards the over in this game too. 38 points. <laughs> Versus a bad, you know, a bad defense and two, you know, two defenses that aren't that great. Um, I, I would, I would definitely lean towards the over. And uh, obviously, David Montgomery coming back, uh, you know, basically relegating Khalil Herbert to, you know, to 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 his normal backup role. I mean, that that only, la- you know, unfortunately, that 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 Khalil Herbert hype only lasted about a week before David yeah. Montgomery David Montgomery took it all back. But yeah, it would be, it would just basically be Justin Fields. Maybe he can connect a couple of uh, you know, connect on a couple of downfield attempts to Darnell Mooney. But outside of that, uh, yeah, this game is it's gonna be it. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, but those are the only two things that I'd be interested in to be quite. Oh, honest. I, I would want to add since we we dabble in we talking prize picks real quick. I would also look to Justin Fields' rush yards because he's hit over. Uh, I think the rush yards is at forty and a half. He's been over that number three or four games, three or five games so far this season. The last three in a row. So I would look at that. You know, they've been dialing up. He's been, you know, scrambling a little bit more. So keep an eye on that. And also, you know, I, I like the field goal props. Oh yeah, for, field goals. for for people yeah. that 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 be that that uh that are in the Discord, the Destination Deputy Discord. I like talking about field goals. Uh, Carol Santos, one and a half over one and a half field goals. He's he's hit three in a, the last two games, um, and with this. Point total, we're expecting – it's a weird point total, so we're expecting a couple of touchdowns, and you, you might see a couple of field goals. We know both these offenses ain't really that good, so they'll probably get to the area and, you know, maybe they'll they'll kick some field goals. So I'll be looking looking at that number for, for Carol Santos. 20-17, to 20-16, 23-20, 24-20, 25-20, 25-20, 25-20, 25-20, 25-20, 25-20, 25-20, 25-20, 25-20, 25-20, 25-20, 25-20, 25-20, 25-20, 25-20,
right? Um, you know, we saw we've seen PJ Walker play. Uh, he wasn't good in any game that he played last year. <laughs> um, so, Not one. Um, I don't know how much confidence he instills in in, in us to to see Carolina do some do something worth a damn on offense outside of feeding Christian McCaffrey, which is you know which which is what we like to see. But there's also another guy named DJ Moore, who's pretty damn good that we want to see fed as well. So that's that's one that's one thing to keep an eye on. Um, but the big but the big game, the main event. The rematch of the divisional round. Yes. Bills at Chiefs. Playoff rematch. Over under 54. All your studs. If you got somebody in this game, you put you put them in the game. You put them in there. Yeah, you put them in you, there. You, you put them in there. You don't need us to tell you that. But this is going to be a fireworks show of mass proportions. Um, it, at, least, at least that's the hope, right? I mean, we, we'll get to the game and then it's 17 to 10 and, you know, at the end of the third quarter and with a bunch of like punts and three announcing shit, just like, <laughs> you know, but, um, but I, but I, but I believe there's going to be a lot, a lot of points scored in this game. Uh, we, we just saw, we just saw that the, the chiefs defense kind of get diced up by Derek Carr and Devontae mm. Adams. Mm. And so there's, there's going to be some opportunity for the bills to, to, to cook and eat. Uh, yeah. What, what other what other matchups did you want to did, did 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 you want to highlight uh, for, for uh, Sunday Monday slate? We did talk about the Arizona and Seattle divisional game. These are two bad defenses with a over under a fifty one. I mean, goes without saying. I mean, both both these teams are bottom th- bottom three overall in the league in terms of sacks with six and eight. So you don't even expect too much pressure that each team is going to see. We've seen Seattle's offensive line vastly improve with with their draft picks that they made. Uh, this past draft, so um, I just expect a lot. I expect a lot of points, man. Um, I see Tyler Lockett, DJ DK Metcalf, you know, doing some work. I expect Kyler to, you know, figure it out with with Hollywood Brown and Zach Ertz and Rondell Moore. Uh, we'll figure out. We'll see what happens with their backfield, uh, and then I'm excited to see, uh, you know, uh, Kenneth Walker to see what he can do. Maybe he can repeat what he did towards the end of the game la- uh, this past week. We broke that long ass run, man. Uh, I know a lot of people are thinking that he's going to be a league winner. They've been waiting for him to be deployed, and now, now we're here. This is why you drafted him. Yep, this is that's precisely why I drafted him in one league. Um, I think I drafted him in like, like the ninth round. Yeah, it was it was in my home league where we did the uh, the, the the live draft. It was that draft. Yep. Okay. So, um, so I got Kenneth Walker and Saquon Barkley. Hopefully, Kenneth Walker can save my season because injuries have have ravaged my team <laughs> in, in that in that league. So hopefully, you know, Kenneth Walker can just start doing some work immediately. And he looks like he has a pretty good matchup uh, right out the gate. He does. Uh, another game that uh, I'm excited to see, surprised about this total being kind of low, is the Bengals versus Saints. I know we just talked about Taysom Hill with the fourth touchdown game. We also talked about the struggles of the of the offense that the Bengals are having right now. I know we've seen T. Higgins. He was on basically a snap count. He shouldn't even played if he was if he wasn't going to be fully used or even used in the red zone area at least. If he was on a pitch count, didn't understand. So we know the Saints defensive line is going to ravage ravage that Bengals O line. So it's going to be interesting to see in terms of if Chase you know can you know break out this little mini slump that that he's in. We're expecting him to see. I mean, everybody's expecting him to. You know, put the two two touchdown game, two hundred yards. Like people want to see it. Not sure if you're going to see it here because this the Saints defense is not 
is not good. It, I want to say middle of the road. It's, it's kind of average. We've seen, I mean, just Geno Smith again, just past week, torched them. And I last week, if you listen to me, I told you Tyler Lyka was going to smash them, and he and he smashed them. Oh they yeah, they can they cannot cover the slot. So hopefully the Bengals watch film and put Chase a lot more in the slot, or we're going to see Tyler Boyd. Tyler, Tyler Boyd cook them. So. Um, I'm interested to see that, what they're going to do with that. And I'm also interested to see if, if Jameis is really going to be back this week of, and if they're the, the saints top three wide receiver options are, if they're going to be available. Cause we just saw, uh, we saw uh, Chris Olava. He got knocked out towards the end of that last game with, and also with Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry uh, dealing with injuries. They did say uh, Michael Adam Schefter tweeted on Sunday morning that Michael Thomas is expected back against okay. uh, the Bengals. So he'll, okay. he, he should be back. But yeah, we'll have to monitor the practice participation throughout the week for Chris Olave. Hopefully yep. he's, you know, he clears the protocols. But I think the average time to come back from a concussion is nine days. So it's, it, it may, he may it's be cutting it close. Cutting so we'll, close. See. We'll, yep. we'll see. We'll see. And then we got the Vikings Dolphins. Um, you know, it's, Tyreek Hill, that he's like the, the the one that we need to see. Uh, is he healthy? And also, the the quarterback situation is in flux. I mean, are, are we going to get Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater back? Are we going to get Tua back? Or are we going to see Skylar Thompson, who was pretty shitty last week? <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, what? There's there's a lot of questions on the Miami side, but um, in terms of the Vikings, they they have a pretty good matchup. Dalvin Cook is coming off his best game of the season. He finally you know had some positive regression go his way. A couple of touchdowns. And then that Miami, you know, that Miami defense just gave up a lot uh, to, you know, to, to Brees Hall and to a kind of lesser extent, Michael Carter. So I, I looked I look for Minnesota to kind of keep that going, um, especially in the ground game. And obviously through the air, Justin Jefferson remains awesome, remains a must must start RB, you know, wide receiver one top overall wide receiver next to Cooper Cup. So um, that should be no questions, no questions there. And then obviously uh, the, the Sunday night game, the Cowboys Eagles. There's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of storylines there. Is, is Dak Prescott coming back, or is it going to be Cooper Cooper Rush uh, for the for the fifth fourth straight week? Fourth straight week, yeah, fourth straight mm-hmm. week. Uh, Cooper Cooper Rush for the fourth straight week. Um, you know, are we gonna are we gonna get another you know ground ground and pound? And is he going to throw more than sixteen passes <laughs> in this game? And and how's that defense gonna gonna take gonna gonna handle the the, the Eagles rushing attack? That's the biggest. That's the biggest matchup that we need to look at um, within there. Is just uh, you know what's going to happen in the trenches. What's going to happen in the trenches? Yeah. Um, even the the Eagles' defensive line versus the Cowboys' offensive line, uh, the the O line for the for the Cowboys have been decent. Uh, the Eagles' defensive line has been elite this so far this season. So it'd be interesting to see because if it's not good, like if it was, if it's anything like that Rams game, then. The Cowboys, they they we might get beat down, and you might see <laughs> you might get beat down, man. You might see Jalen Hurts, you know, go off in that first quarter and just be chilling in the second. So, on the Eagle side, you can start. You can, I mean, I would start everybody that that's important on that offense uh, with fairly amount of good confidence. On the Cowboys side, <sighs> Pollard, Zeke, Lamb. and C.D. Lamb, and that's it. That's it. That, that's uh, basically it. Uh, Dalton Schultz is is, bat- is battling an injury again, so he just can't stay healthy this year. He should, yeah, he uh, should just stay out, man. Probably, just, probably should just sit through the bye, honestly, because it's yeah. probably not worth it. Um, but, you know, Michael Gallup is back, running more routes. Noah Brown was relegated to basically nothing, uh, you know, basically yep. nothing. 
we haven't seen anything from the, the third round rookie Jalen Tolbert this year. So um, it's going to be a very condensed passing attack and it's probably going to be another ground focused game. So, yep. um, and they'll probably try to make uh, Cooper Rush beat them. And so, and we'll, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Cause a lot of the people, you know, say that Cooper Rush is better than Dak and he's probably going to have to prove it. Probably going to have to prove it this game. And so we're going to, we're going we're gonna to really find out because we know how Dak plays against the Eagles. Dak plays yeah. well, well against the Eagles. He owns the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Let's see what Cooper Russ got. Let's see what he got. Yep. Prime time, man. Let's see it. Yep. All right. Bold predictions. Last week, I already talked about this when I said Tyler Lockett. Well, Ike pressured me to go from top six to top three. Yes. And, yeah. uh, you know, Tyler Lockett. Top six. Top, no, top, top, yeah, top, 12, top six. Yeah, from top 12 to top six. But yeah. we saw Tyler Lockett. He's like, hey, I got you, Gene. You know, I'm going to finish three. And that's what he did. I told you the you're same spot. You're yeah, welcome. Okay. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we did. I talked about specifically the slant slot defense was bad, and they showed it. He scored two long touchdowns in that game. So, uh, and then uh, Ike, I know you didn't have one this past week, but you, you're going to be back this week, man. I know you were I trying to recover from week. my recover uh, from. Yeah, my my pick got uh, ruled out due to a yeah. hamstring injury. Uh, my but you know, just just for context. My uh my bold prediction was going to be Kyle Pitts to finish as a top was a top three tight end, top five. I think you said top. I think you said top five, but it doesn't yeah. matter. Nobody knew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What whatever. Anyways, yeah. Uh, he was going to finish as a top, between the top three, top five tight end. I just I felt like you know his his talent was going to win out, and he was he'll find a way to you know to to, to persevere um, through you know, Arthur Smith's uh, boneheaded boneheadedness. Um, so yeah. But on to this week, Gene, go ahead and kick us off. Yeah, so my pick for this week is Kyler Murray will be a top three quarterback this week. We have not seen him finish higher than uh, quarterback nine this year so far because, we. I mean, as you've seen, that offense has been a really struggle struggle bus. Coach Bro hasn't still hasn't figured out how to motion people around the offense, just do different things, just, just very vanilla. Uh, but per, PF, per PFF, he scored 16 points below expected fantasy points. It's a tool that I've been using to kind of leverage how uh, I want to look for my picks and uh, how I uh, leverage in terms of players I want to use for prize picks. So if you have a PFL subscription, then you can look into using that tool. Uh, as we also stated before, this is a 51-point total right now. Uh, Seattle gives up 31 points per game. Only Detroit gives up more. I think Detroit gives up 34 point game, points per game. And then also they give up the seven most passing yards per game. So I expect Kyler to have a really good game this week, man. And, you know, Zach Ertz, Hollywood Brown, all those weapons, I expect them to do really well this week. So top three quarterback for Kyler Murray. Nice, nice, nice. Um, I don't have nearly as much detail as you um, for my pick, but my pick is is strictly off of a hunch. And based on increasing usage over the last couple of weeks, I think that Rashad White, running back for the Tampa Bay, backup running back for the top Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is going to finish as a top 24 running back. Hmm. And the, the, it's, it's really simple. The, the Steelers defense is bad. And as we talked about earlier, that's one of the matchups we want to attack, especially through the air. And he, he Rashad White is running, is running some more routes. Um, over the last couple of weeks, he's playing. He's playing more. Playing more snaps. He's actually earning his way on the field, especially in blitz pickup. 
in, in passing downs. Uh, there was a couple of clips you know, in last week's game where he protected Brady from a blitz, and uh, and Brady was able to get the ball out and complete complete a pass for, for for a couple of first downs. So I like Rashad White. Um, he you know he, he's 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 uh he's he's a very nice player. Um, he's going to get some looks out of the backfield, and and I, I think it's I think it'll be enough uh, to to warrant him being in the top twenty four uh, this week. And so Rashad White, top twenty four running back. I, I like lock that. it in, lock it in. <laughs> I like that, and you know that we are at the end of the show again. I appreciate everybody listening to to us uh, each week. Uh, we try to give y'all some some good content, actionable content that you can take back to your leagues and apply to you know your lineups each week and and, and possibly pickups, trades, or what or whatnot. So again, this is Eugene. You can follow me on Fantasy Jeans. That's G E N E S on Twitter. Follow our official Twitter handle at Off the Line FF, where we drop our bold predictions, our prize picks, uh, picks to make some money this week. We're, we're starting to heat up finally. Yep. Um, you, can, you can also follow Ike at just underscore Ike on nine. Uh, you know, you just follow our Twitter, our Twitters, man. We're, we're I think we're pretty funny. Uh, we, we even, you know, talk about stuff outside of football. We'll drop memes, videos, yeah. whatnot. I think I think I'm a good follow. So, yes. Um, yes. I, I concur. I concur. Follow <laughs> yeah. us. Follow us. Follow um, us, and let's get these jokes off together. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Try to keep it. Try to keep it light, man. I know yeah. people might be struggling with injuries, or, or you know, their fantasy season is not going as as as, it, as they think it should. Uh, so you, you try to keep it light in the, in this fun game. So, and always don't forget about our newsletter. We drop every Friday, seven oh one. We drop fire. We talk about Devi uh, ADP. We talk about. You know, uh, draft, uh, dynasty, dynasty, uh, drafting, dynasty lineup strategy, redraft strategy. We drop bets, we drop prize picks. You know, we do everything, man. So, you know, yeah. check us out. Yeah, we're, we're, we're a do it all shop over here at Destination Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Do it all shop. <laughs> right, you got anything else before we get up out of here? Yeah, you know, uh, my, my surgery's tomorrow. So, by the time this pod drops, uh, I'll yeah, probably man. be on the, the finest of narcotics. <laughs> uh you know or pain 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 meds and painkillers so uh you know wish me luck um yeah, trying, to get this, trying to get this achilles repaired and, and and get back to get get back to my uh my active working out lifestyle but i will not return to that flag football field i am retired oh, retired man. for good retired Damn, for, i was man. i was retired for about three years and i was convinced yeah. to go back out there and then you know to be social and Hey, it's 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 my own fault. It's my own fault. So hey, uh, you you, you live and you learn. You know, you, you live and you learn. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's what I got going on. And again, you know, just follow content. Follow follow the our official Twitter handle. Follow um, you know, follow all the all the all the dope content we're doing on on the podcast feeds. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got next week. And just you know, make make sure you you check you check out the the waiver wire pod. Hopefully, there's a couple of guys that that um, that might that might have slipped through the cracks. And that are still available somehow, some way. Snatch them up, snatch them up. Uh, you know, just continue to follow us, and uh, and hopefully we uh, continue to give you some good inf- good info. Yeah, man. Hoping for a, a, a good surgery and a, and a swift recovery, man. Thank so, you, sir. Much yeah. appreciated. Yeah, man. But on that note, we'll talk to y'all, good people, next week. Until then, make some moves, go get some W. So y'all be safe. Peace. <laughs>